From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. So let me ask you, Dr. Bregman, has COVID remade psychotherapy for good? I mean, we really have entered a new era, kind of kickstarted by COVID and the limitations that we had during lockdown and then after lockdown in terms of getting help. You've been um, a telepsychiatrist way before COVID. First of all, I want to hear about your experience as a telepsychiatrist, and then we'll talk about just how the times of today have changed, you know, the whole field of telepsychiatry. Yeah, well, Linda, I've been doing it now maybe for uh, uh, telepsychiatry for about uh, four years. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, and I can't believe the unexpected benefits to it. I see uh, the whole family, including all the animals, everybody interacting. <laughs> right. It, it's, it, everybody's like relaxed. You know, they're not like in a stuffy doctor's office. Yeah, it's like, it's a, like house call. a house call, right? Exactly. It's like a house call. It's like a house call. And so we know when we were kids, because they the doctors did come then, you know, it was a whole different experience. So then nobody travels any, you know, to go someplace. Um, you know, it was a nightmare going to the office. And, and I have so many people tell me, oh, doctor, you're going to keep doing this, you know, when you open the office. And I said, of course, you know, we're going to keep doing this. But you have been known historically for actually being somewhat of a pioneer in telepsychiatry. A lot of doctors started the telepsychiatry right at COVID, right? But this yes. wasn't a new thing for you. No, you know, like um, basically one of the real great benefits that I've seen and that's so important in uh, medicine in general is compliance. And Linda, People come to treatment. You know, I made it in my practice that I see people once a month because I just want to stay in contact, you know, with them, see how they're doing once a month. And the people show up. I mean, the amount of compliance to medication management and treatment is really improved. And the outcomes have really improved because of that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The American um, Psychology Association, they did a recent survey. And they say that overall, there are less cancellations by patients because of telepsychiatry. Do you see that in your own practice? Oh, absolutely. You know, what's happened, it, what happens is, you know, people, um, they leave the office, they sit in their car, or they're sitting online waiting to pick up their kid, you know, for, you know, you know at, at the school. And <clears throat> you see the, a, a, everything uh, the, the people are able to put it in their schedule and they feel really comfortable, you know, with, um, you know, not having to go to an office and go through all the trauma, you know, between the commute, the wait, then go to the pharmacy. Because, you know, nowadays, Linda, we electronically submit the medicines I mean, right at the session. So I, get, I have patients, they get a text message, you know, after we finished our time. And they say, oh, your prescription's ready. So they really appreciate getting their meds right away, which is part of the whole telepsychiatry treatment. So it's definitely more convenient. People are begging me, don't, I don't want to go back to do it the other way. 
I mean, convenient, I think, is a very operative word. Anything that's difficult and you had to do all the time, it's only a matter of time till it's going to be hard to do it and you won't do it. Well, you know, I was reading up about this topic, telepsychiatry in general, and I found out that historically, way back in the 60s, doctors were already looking into telepsychiatry. Of course, um, our technology hadn't caught up to it yet. But back then in the 60s, it was already an idea. I find that fascinating. Yeah, look, it was an idea. I think what happened was it was not an idea whose time had come. And I think it came because of some factors now, because people had to do it, because now we have the pandemic and we have the technology. Uh, you know, we have an app, you know, that people get on to get on to their uh, appointment in their car. Half the people use their phones. I mean, so it's amazing how the technology has also brought it on. But the idea was there. You're right. Now, on the flip side, though, what are some of the benefits of being person to person that just cannot be replicated on Zoom, for instance, where you just insist on seeing the patient? Well, you know, um, that's a very good question. You know, Linda, I have patients that tell me they really need that eye contact, you know, to be, you know, with you and, and have another human. Because uh, uh, there's a part really of psychiatric care and psychotherapy that have to do with that kind of human interaction. Because a lot of things that have disturbed people happen with humans and it needs to kind of like be resolved with people in, in present. But uh, luckily, I think because the technology is so good and those, those people are, are not like really the uh, overwhelming number you know, of people that a lot of people, they really feel better being in their home environment and having to talk about difficult things. You know, they feel, you know, they have their cat around, their dog around, the family around, and uh, people feel more comfortable that they could kind of kind of let go a little bit. Yeah, especially if you have anxiety, you know, you don't have to get on the train, you don't have to drive down I-95, you know, you, if you're really having a problem, you can stay in your pajamas and, and, and talk to Dr. B, right? Oh, and people do. And, you know, it was more traumatizing to sometimes for people to come see me with all that they had to go through in their office than it was to get fixed, you know, in some way. So um, uh, it's really been a revolution uh, in, in uh, patient care. Now, insurance companies and the law about telepsychiatry has caught up with that too, has it? I mean, like three years ago, a lot of telepsychiatry was not covered by insurance, but since COVID, um, it's pretty much all covered, right? Well, you know, uh, they really have relaxed a lot of the restrictions during COVID. Now, you, when you think about it, you know, states don't want to have their doctors licensed in their state to see the patients in the state. You know, that's kind of like how it's been, but they really loosened that up. It's not totally resolved, you know, yet we're hoping it doesn't go back to a lot of rigidity about people being seen across state lines. Well, speaking of telepsychiatry and therapy, I could have used your help over the weekend. I don't know if you can hear, but I'm at an airport. I am flying home for my daughter's wedding. 
okay, so we've all heard of the bridezilla, you know, some really nervous, irate bride just acting badly. Well, I was the momzilla, okay, oh. <laughs> leading up to this wedding. And it's so unlike me to be so out of control. I mean, I was the queen of anxiety. I mean, yes, I planned the whole wedding. Yes, it was out of town. Yes, it was done over two to three months, which is insane. But I am used to stress. I'm used to planning. It's part of my job as a TV producer. But you would never know that. I was absolutely temporarily insane. So being the example, being that I've just been through it, and June is coming up, right? The month of the brides, the month of the wedding. There's probably a lot of people listening right now, moms, thinking, uh-oh, could this happen to me? So what would you say to a woman whose daughter is about to get married? How can you just get in the moment and enjoy it and not be so stressed out? It's really kind of different for people. Um, you know, the whole idea about this performance. Right. Know, I, I, there's something about doing a bad performance, I hear, you know, and, and your anxiety. And you have to have control over everything. You like to have control. And there's so many things you don't have control over. And it's old relationships with old people in the family. You know, that, and there's some regression then. Because you may be with people that you've been with in a different time. Right. Like exes, for instance. Yes. You, know, you right. got to see the ex. You got to see the mother-in-law, you know, yes. you didn't get along with. Yes. Um, so you've got, you, you've got a lot of dynamics there, plus maybe a new family, you know, that's become part of your family who you don't know. So right. you've got that. And then the mom <clears throat> who she's planning everything. I mean, so many details. Is everything going right? I mean, for instance, my daughter's getting her hair done with me yesterday before the ceremony. And she is relaxed as can be. She's about to be married in two hours. I'm like, how are you feeling, CJ? Oh, mom, I'm fine. And I'm like, oh, I'm so nervous. I, I can't believe what became of me, you know? And all I can say is I'm glad I'm back to normal now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you did a great job, okay? And honestly, I do see this a lot with the mother-in-laws when their daughters get married. Um, you know, one of the things I think about, and it's not exactly maybe something that would be top of mind, is, you know, a lot of people cry at weddings. Why are we crying? It's such a happy event. What happens is, you know, it is a transition. You know, your daughter is leaving you. She's growing up. She's separating from you. It's not going to be the same. So oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Uh-oh, why? why? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, what do you think about that concept no, right No, I there? think you're right. I think you're right. Your, your daughter is moving into a new phase of her life, and you're happy and you're proud, but at the same time, you're a little sentimental, which always kind of brings a lot of emotion to the, you know, it rises up in you. I, I'm not a super emotional person, but I found myself over the weekend just overly overly emotional and i just i just couldn't get over it well you, you know, know in so. line of the things we just talked about it makes a lot of sense you know i think people in your situation are really confronted with a lot of situations and factors you know so it's not really just it's one great little happy occasion it's complicated 
So what advice would you give a woman that had the potential to become a momzilla um, before her daughter's wedding? What would you suggest going into the wedding so that she can be in the moment, she can enjoy her daughter and the beautiful flowers and the ceremony? You know, how can you get this woman's mind right where it needs to be? Anything that uh, you know, a person does, you know, that they calm themselves down when they're getting ready for an event is what people should do. Everybody's got their own like rituals. And right. Like breathing exercises. Do. Yeah. Mindfulness things, talking to yourself, being calm, be around people who kind of have this together that are calm, uh, you know, and then, you know, kind of try to reassure yourself that you did all you could. It's all set now. Let's just let it happen. Well, you know, I did. I got my act together right before the ceremony, just in the nick of time. But a very good friend of mine gave me super advice. And that was stop worrying about all the little things that could go wrong and just be grateful. Be grateful for this wonderful man that your daughter's marrying. Be grateful that you can even afford an, a nice wedding that she's going to remember for years and years. Be grateful for all the relatives that showed up showing their love. You know, find the beauty in the wedding, because certainly it's filled with beauty and love and just be grateful as you always love to preach. Uh, Linda, I, I think you just said it all. You know, we did once, uh, if we people go back to the segment that we did on gratitude, and right. how important it is, I think you're right on uh, about that. Along with the Xanax, I go with the gratitude. Okay. <laughs> I wish I'd thought of the Xanax, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it was always great talking to you. Yep. And um, I look forward to talking about a few new great subjects next week. Same here, Linda. Take care and congratulations. I saw some of the pictures. Everybody looked really happy. Uh, well, I am relieved and just grateful that she's happy and that it's all over. Oh. <laughs> Very well said. Take care. Bye bye okay. now. Bye Take bye. Bye bye. From Bregman, MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.